Welcome to the Radiant Astrology Podcast, where we illuminate the wisdom of the cosmos for spiritual insight and soul-level healing. I'm your host, Christina Caudill. Thank you for joining me. Hello, friends. This is Christina Caudill. And I just want to let you know that in this episode, I'll be talking about a very special 2024 forecast event with my friend Shireen Vishmaya. We said it would be December 22nd, but of course, Mercury Retrograde did what it does. And we have actually changed the date of the event to Saturday, January 6, 2024. You'll hear all the details in the episode, plus you can find the link in the show notes. And here we go to the episode. Thanks so much. Hello, and welcome back to the Radiant Astrology Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Caudill. And today we'll be talking about the astrology of 2024 with my fabulous guest, Ms. Shireen Vishmaya, who is uh, joining us all the way from India, as per usual. Hi, Shireen. How are you? Hi. I know. Good. I'm glad we're glad we're back. <laughs> this is take two of the <laughs> podcast because we just recorded the whole thing and it somehow it erased me. And, and Shireen was saying very many brilliant things, but all by herself. So she didn't want to look like she was talking to herself. But good. Oh. The good thing is we're nice and warmed up, right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. That was our, that was our practice run, a rehearsal, dress rehearsal. <laughs> life is not a dress rehearsal remember that and mercury, and mercury retrograde station of course you have to do i always say you have to do everything twice with everything twice. exactly and i was using new technology with shame on me <laughs> that uh you know sometimes we just have to go back to those rules of thumb you know yeah. and just laugh off if we can the um snafus. Um, but for those of you who aren't familiar with Shireen, although you should, because she's pretty much my co-host on just about every one of these podcasts of mine, um, Shireen is a Jungian analyst and astrologer, and um, we will be joining together, joining forces for a special intensive workshop on the astrology of 2024 um, coming up December 22, and stay to the end of this podcast to get more details on signing up for that event. Um, and it will be called the uh, Astrology of 2024, the Year of Shadow Work. Um, and that was a name that that Shireen intuited. So Shireen, do you want to say a little bit about the Year of Shadow Work? Yeah. So it's an eight year, two plus two plus four. And it's that like the eighth house, I, you know, it's funny because you and I were kind of going back and forth and I'm like, it's the year of strength. It's the year of going into deep transformation, the underworld. We were trying to come up with it. And then all of a sudden it was like, it just became so crystal clear. This is about shadow. Look at everything that's going on. Like, it's just, it's kind of the thing, the closest to you and the most obvious. And then you're like, it's already had, because you get the, you always get the inkling of what's to come before you make that transition through the threshold. It always shows itself like as you're transitioning. And so it's right here, right now. We're in the shadow. We're deep in the shadows. And we're going to look into the astrology of how to navigate this time of a deep dissolution and 
disillusionment and I guess you would say no longer a luxury to do inner work, like a mm. dire need to do inner work, <laughs> to look at your own darkness as the greatest mm. gift you could give to the world, not, not a luxury. Yes, exactly. And it's when we project that everything negative and bad in the world is out there, and then I have to fight everything, you know, then the, the, there's more of that just war energy. And, and yes, there are times where it is necessary, but we have to, instead of just going with the prevailing energy, I think the beauty of shadow work and of astrology and these two paired together is bringing consciousness to, you know, what do I want to bring to the world at this time? What's necessary for me? And so much of it, you know, we have to start with ourselves and Jung, who was the great, you know, um, the father of, of the shadow really, um, oh. he, he really believed that as we get toward the age of Aquarius, that, you know, which we're slowly moving toward, um, mm -hmm. we can no longer put the blame on all that is wrong with humanity in the world on others. We have to go in. And to me, I also feel that, you know, Saturn in Pisces that we will still have through 2024 is, you know, getting serious about our spiritual practice because we may just find a block in just being able to indulge, you know, like you said, it's a luxury. It's something I like to do to feel good about myself, but it actually is a responsibility, you know, to really look at ourselves and, and mold and, you know, and extricate, you know, what needs to, to be, um, whether it's, you know, weeded out from, from within ourselves. Yeah. So we're not placing the blame on and the projection on, or the responsibility onto someone else. And, or so we're not falling into deeper addiction, even more importantly, because without the spiritual anchor right now, it's really easy to fall into the, the infinity of darkness, you know, the dark night of the soul or, um, the overwhelm, the panic, the terror, the nightmares. It can go either way right now with all these intense energies. So we can definitely see that the need to introspect, to really introspect and to really look at how we are so interconnected and we can no longer pretend that the fire is my, my beloved guru. Am always says that the, the fire that's happening on the first floor isn't going to reach the 10th floor. You know, like we, we can't, we can no longer go into, we can't turn a blind eye to anything happening at any part of this world, any suffering happening anywhere, because we are it. I mean, this is us moving from Pluto and Capricorn into Pluto and Aquarius, that we are all so interconnected. And so because of that, that's the interesting paradox of, you know, often I was actually just watching an interview recently that was interesting with, um, uh, one of the another disciple from a spiritual master Neem Curly Baba and they were asking him like well and this is you know this was from like the 90s well what do you think about um you know the starving children or whatever you know like is meditation the answer like why are you going to just sit around meditating when you go feed the children and his answer was like yeah obviously if you can feed if the child in front of you can feed them but there's like you feed this this group of children and then there's you know like you you try to like go out you're one person you're going out and you're trying to solve the problem like with physical action yes you do what's right in front of you what you can do in your circle and your means but he said the thing about the inner work is that then that is reverberating out and that's 
that that's actually hitting a deeper it's it's not like some like oh you're just like bypassing or rising above it it's like yes you have to do real action in the real world but your mindset you know it's kind of like Jung's fav famous uh story of what is it, the rainmaker where he goes to this town that they haven't had rain in so long and he just goes and sits in a little cave and meditates and then it starts raining and they're like what did you do and he's like I just got into the Tao and you know so it, there is something to be said for that part of spiritual work when people say to me like oh you're just in India avoiding everything uh no actually like I am every day actively chanting <laughs> to change vibrations in all the worlds not even just this world other locas as well you know which might sound out wow. there but that you know that it's that's just if not more important in in my humble opinion mm -hmm. but but I, both are important. I think that's what Pluto and Aquarius is going to say. And then so that we don't devolve into like Lord of the Flies psychology that we have to also like we were talking in our um, our podcast that is now somewhere in the ethers that never happened. Um, it happened only in our memory um, that we that how important it is to develop the um the individual discernment and awareness so that you're not just falling into like group contagion or the negative kind of like, well, if everyone else is going to jump on this hate train, like, okay, I don't want to be like standing out. I'm going to just go on this hate train with them instead of thinking for yourself and like how essential it's going to be not to lose our ability to really question, to really think for ourselves, to really go, is this true? Like, what's the source of this? Is this, especially with Jupiter and Gemini, we're going to be like, okay, what's the real story going on here? Mm. are we getting the truth are we getting the facts where did this come from yeah i'm glad you mentioned jupiter and gemini um because jupiter as we know rules um sagittarius and in traditional astrology pisces as well um so jupiter and gemini is considered in detriment um jupiter wants expansiveness hope for the future you know looking uh, looking forward to a new horizon type of thing um, and wants to be free to do that and expand. And, and, you know, who cares about the little details of the facts, you know, <laughs> but in Gemini, we need to get our facts straight, you know, and, and, and Jupiter could just be like gathering a lot of facts, but can we really make something of it? I mean, I think the beauty of Sagittarius is it's forming, you know, a, a sense of understanding or wisdom or opinion, um, but in Gemini, it may just be gathering the facts. So that could be really great for learning. And I think we should always be lifelong learners. Right. Um, but there can also be a shadow, you know, like you said, there's light and shadow to all of these things. Um, generally I like to think of Jupiter as wanting to bring us, you know, something that we might consider good, but at the end of the day, it just expands what's out there. And I think a lot of us have been learning a lot more. I mean, you know, the crisis, all these crises and all these areas of the world are suddenly, you know, right in front of our faces. Thank you to social media, things like that. Um, but there's, and once you focus on one thing, it's like, what about this? What about this? What, you know, the getting more and more and more context and it could potentially be overwhelming. Um, so it's, it's, yeah. it's watching that, watching what we're consuming um, cause there'll yeah. be this hunger to consume more, but I think yeah. with consciousness, we want to watch, um, and make decisions around how much and what we consume. Yes. I mean, in Gemini is choice. And I should just say, cause some people know me also doing more of the sidereal Zodiac now that we're talking tropical Western astrology in this, in this talk, this podcast and in our forecast, although I will bring some, some of the, um, 
the Vedic astrology into it in the, in the way that it won't contradict, but just to deepen what we're going to talk about in 2024. But um, for the sake of this conversation, yeah, because people that follow me for the Vedic will be like, wait, Jupiter's only, it's going to be in Taurus next year. <laughs> but the Gemini in, in Western and sidereal, or sorry, in tropical rather, astrology, um, will be an interesting shift because right after we have the Jupiter Uranus conjunction, which is going to be all about trying to reconcile a lot of irreconcilable differences with the Taurus area of our horoscope that we've been working on. I don't know how many years it's been now. I've lost track. What was that? When did it go? 2018 it started, I think. Um, Let me check. I'll check my ephemeris. Go ahead. Yeah. We were all reminiscing <laughs> about the beginning, like how we were making our predictions of how that would, how Uranus and Taurus would play out. 2018. Yep. 2018. Uh, that's another big shift. So we're having a lot of in the tropical zodiac, a lot of really major shifts this year, like the Neptune and Pisces finale, the Jupiter and Taurus, I'm sorry, the Uranus and Taurus finale and Jupiter and Taurus finale, but that's only a year finale. It's not that exciting. I mean, not as dramatic, I should say it's exciting, but not as dramatic as the transits that are longer. Pluto finally wrapping up the Capricorn um, saga that's gone on since 2008. It's a lot of really big really powerful shifts there's definitely a sense of massive um endings and like a finale kind of a i mean that word apocalyptic is so dramatic and i don't mean it in that kind of hollywood way but i mean it more in an archetypal way um that there's this yeah things are at the, reaching that level i think right now and so we were even talking about how we both have this feeling of needing to recollect it's funny that we're ending the year in a retrograde mercury retrograde um to to look back on everything we've just gone through because it's like whoa what's happened because it just this year was so intense and it also flew by so quickly and where what just happened kind of thing and like and what are we heading into like how did we get to where we are at the end of this year and where are we what 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 is this new energy? What What's trying to come in? What is this new energy? It does feel very spiritual. It also feels potentially very destructive. It feels very vulnerable to um, this idea of like, depending on who holds the power, right? And how the power is used right. for better or worse, right? And because there's that, you know, that thresholdy, bardo, limbo-y, kind of energy that's it's been building I and mean, we've been in a bardo we've been in a liminal space for so long now it seems I don't even know where I would trace it back it just feels like collectively we've been in this kind of hanging by a thread feeling right or on the edge of our seat feeling and will this be as we transition into 2024 as we really go into the shadow is that because we really are at the end of a world as we've known it I mean I think mm -hmm. it's been an ending the ending's been going on for a while but will it be that apocalyptic ending now and then a new birth because eight is very much death rebirth cycle right. exactly um you know that replenishment of of the significance of eight and you know of course we've been talking astrologers have been talking so much about pluto entering aquarius now we my last podcast episode i don't even remember when that was but we did a part one of pluto and aquarius so definitely listen to that one again um and 
it's, I really feel like we're feeling that the collective power, but also the collective potential destructiveness too, because, you know, power can corrupt, you know, it, it can be enlivening and it can also be very destructive. Um, so we'll, we'll likely see all of these potentials with Pluto and Aquarius. I mean, I think the last mm -hmm. time there was the, the American Civil War was Pluto was an Aquarius, um, you know, yeah. birthing a new nation, but that also took like, what is this nation going to be about? You know, what are our real values about that? We can say that we, you know, they bring us together and, you know, it's, there's, there's certainly going to be some contentiousness as we can say, it's going to be a, um, a year of an election in the United States. So um, that definitely is something that's going to up upend, you know, uh -huh. our realities, um, as well as, you know, Saturn um, in, as I, we'd said before, in Pisces still, to me, I feel like, where are you going to ground yourself into, you know, when there's all this unrest around, uh, potentially, it can also be potentially incredibly fruitful in terms of um, the type of uh, creativity that can carry you away that has that other world um, nature to it uh, that, that is really at the level of, you know, um, inspiring the spirit and the soul um, to know what's really possible for humankind. Yeah. Um, so that to me, I, I, look Imagining. forward to that kind of potential me too i i we were saying also in our last conversation we really hope that it's going to bring some good music potentially some good art some a lot of imagination maybe some beautiful fashion even um mm. just you know the the higher side of neptune and pisces and saturn and pisces like having both of those in pisces perhaps we'll have some some really um sublime creations mm. in the collective as you know and often that is a response to to the you know the catastrophic tragic epic proportions of sadness and suffering and grief like it that does when we come out of the the shock of it and the 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 overwhelm and the horror you see in these yeah I, I think of like some of my favorite art for instance what did evolve from the 1930s I mean so it's it usually is these dark, there are these dark times that tend to um, also birth a lot of really beautiful, creative um, expressions. <laughs> creative expressions, creative. Um, yes. Like a movement, movement, a movement. Oh, a movement. Yeah. That's why I couldn't think of I would love work. a new creative movement. Not moving anywhere right now. <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, you know, I think I remember we was talking about a super bloom before and Jupiter conjunct Uranus. Wow. Like that's super breakthrough. That's extraordinary um, yeah. shifts in our realities. And Uranus can be, um, it can be that you know, things that don't quite come together or something that, that frustration, and sometimes with that frustration, it can really 
build up to something, you know, that could be a positive breakthrough. I mean, Jupiter tends to want to bring us, you know, some positive abundance and things like that. That's certainly one way like that's unexpected or that's, you know, especially in Taurus, when you've been working at something for a long time and suddenly like pow, you know, something hits in the zeitgeist. Um, I also worry about, um, you know, the shadow side of that, you know, cause Uranus can be, um, again, very shattering to our norms and to our sense of safety in Taurus. Um, yeah. and so will Jupiter bring, um, you know, some kind of extensive, um, event in that, that realm. I mean, we have yet to see, I would be watching your Taurus house for, you know, what have you been working toward? What, where's the frustration that then needs that final breakthrough? Yeah. And maybe, um, something that's been really stubborn or stuck or fixed, there will actually be some kind of aha moment, some epiphany of like, oh, there is a way to do this differently. There is a way to approach this differently. Or maybe my values are radically changing, like something mm. I really thought and held true for so long. Maybe this is no longer my, maybe this doesn't work for me anymore. Maybe this is no longer my truth. Yeah. And we just had those eclipses, you know, wrap up in Taurus and Scorpio. So to me, this is kind of a real crescendo from all of that, the, the, the churning that had been happening in the, that axis. That's true. Yeah. And the, as we always say, the thing is we can never predict what's going to happen with Uranus. And that's actually a good segue for how we're going to be approaching our workshop. I mean, we're going to definitely delve into the potentials of all of these, you know, what we're deeming as our top eight, right? Since we're going to work with that, the power of the theme of eight as the, the structure. But within that, I mean, we're really inviting everyone to co-create with the potential of these powerful transits, because that's the magic of them is when you use them to inspire, to inform, to get you more um, rooted in the present to work with the energies consciously rather than reacting or responding or finding yourself completely thrown off center. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll bring the psychology into it, we'll bring the meditations into it. And, and also, you know, in the process of meditating on them and the beauty of when we do meet in these workshops is that the power of the meeting, which is also a very Pluto and Aquarius kind of preview, is that the power of whoever collects together also brings the the insight, right? Brings the the new idea, brings like, oh, I hadn't thought about putting it together that way. Literally, just by the energy of the people that show up, as we teach it, it will be different. Mm, and we'll get mm -hmm. that, that's so what I see, what I love about um this workshop is, and I don't know if workshop is, I, I think of it as online retreat really, because we'll be looking at obviously the transits will be giving our expertise of what we understand, you know, with, through all our experience, um, what we intuit, um, people yeah. can expect, but then we also want to make it personal and each person will develop their personal theme for the year in alignment with the transits, with their cosmic signature, um, because, you know, people underestimate how, how much they can prophesize, you know, in the future, because it all comes down to whether it's personal 
to me or not, whether this is, you know, there's some things, obviously Pluto and Aquarius, we're all in it together. Right. But we're, we're not all, what is it? We're, we're in the same boat, but we're not all, you know, it's not all equally, you know, experienced in the same way. Um, yeah. And so through exploring some shadow work and simple practices, we'll be able to help to dive deeper into our soul experience of healing and what our soul needs for this particular year on our, each person's particular journey. I love that. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. It's coming up soon. Yes. So December 22nd, um, that's a Friday. Um, it's coming up really soon. So make sure you visit radiantastrology.com and be sure that you're signed up to my newsletter to be the first to be able to get access to register. Um, you can also visit shereenvishmaya.com. I'll have the link in the show notes um, and you know you can register there as well. And uh, we hope you'll join us for this very special meditation, guided meditation and transit experience for the year ahead. Oh, and you also get a bonus of um, a, what are we, what are you calling it, Shireen? A guidebook, a, a transit yeah, journal, maybe? It's a beautiful booklet. Yeah, tra- like kind of a transit journal where it'll have all the significant dates and transits listed out because I know I always want that. Like I like to have a little book so every month I can reference, okay, what's coming up and you just have it there. And it's nice since we still have this Taurian energy to have like a little, of course you could have it online too, but you can print it too. (laughs) And it's beautiful too. You always put beautiful imagery with it. And um, yeah, I can't wait to get mines. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Shireen, for joining me for this second go round. I think this is the winner. I think yes. <laughs> we crossed. We, it looks recording. I think we did it. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I will see you on the 22nd for our workshop. Yes. All, All right. right. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye.